Hey, listeners, you know that feeling you get when you discover something amazing and all you want to do is tell everybody that you know about it? Well, that's exactly how I feel about Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed super easy and super fun. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you get to build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, they're unique, and they're recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. Those styles show up to you in as little as two days. And then when you're ready for some new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. And that's exactly what I did a couple of months ago when Andy and I took a trip to Hawaii. And of course, I wanted to have some fun, beachy, cute clothes. Armoire was perfect for that. I got the most amazing outfits that I got so many compliments on. And the best part was that when we got home, all I had to do was ship those items back and they didn't have to take up space in my closet unused for a year. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash PCPS. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash PCPS to get up to 50% off your first month. And you'll never have to worry about what to wear again. So try armoire today. Hey, everybody. Let's pause here for station identification. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Hormone Harmony, a name that has so much more meaning to us now at the perfectly ripe ages of 55, 56, and 58. Longtime listeners know that the three of us are no strangers to hot flashes, night sweats, sleeplessness, and the occasional menopause moment, known more scientifically as menopause-related brain fog. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens that help the body adapt to stressors, including the chaotic hormonal shifts that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony has over 17,000 reviews online, and what you'll see them say over and over again is that they finally feel like themselves again. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PCPS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use PCPS for 15% off today. Thanks so much to Hormone Harmony and thanks to you for listening today. This is an independently produced women-owned show. All of our content, editing, distribution, and promotion is done by the three people you hear on the podcast each week. And all of it is paid for out of our own pockets because it's important to us. But now you can help us keep the lights on by making a small contribution to support our efforts. For the price of one or two cups of coffee a month, you can help us produce over 40 episodes a year plus year-round content in our weekly newsletter and our social media community. And remember how your mom got a free VHS tape of Peter, Paul, and Mary when she became a supporter of PBS? You, too, will get special thank you gifts when you support the PCPS. From blooper reels and after-the-episode discussions to raw, uncut video footage of our recording sessions. We appreciate your support, and we want to show it by sending these perks your way. You can become a supporter by going to poppreservationist.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Or go to our link in bio on Instagram and find the Patreon link in our link tree. And thank you from the bottom of our bell-bottomed heart. And I was convinced that soap on a rope you had to wear over your head and around your neck so you didn't <laughs> drop it in the shower. And I was 56 years old when I found out that, no, it actually goes on the shower head. So it doesn't sit in the yeah, soap dish. But yeah. that's not at all. 
So, it can only I, reach your armpits. It's the only I, place it can reach. <laughs> Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who only used alarm clocks on Saturdays because Underdog started at 7. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving the weird, the wrong, the misguided, and sometimes confusing gifts we've received from our well-meaning moms, dads, grandmas, and aunties over the many gift-giving occasions of our lifetimes. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Hello world, it's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Oh, isn't that sweet? Ralph, go upstairs and try it on. I don't want to. Go upstairs right now and try on that present. She went to all that trouble to make it. Now go on. Here we are in the aftermath of gift-giving season, a time when we should be feeling warm and fuzzy and so incredibly grateful for all the generosity in our midst. But also, we all remember the horror of poor Ralphie in his pink bunny suit from Aunt Clara. Or John Cusack is the love-struck Lloyd Dobler in the movie Say Anything, who confesses to Ione Skye his true and undying love, and in return, she gives him a pen. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen. You guys remember that scene? Oh my god. Oh yeah. When he's in the phone booth, it's raining, and he's in the phone booth, and he's calling his sister, and he's like, I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen. (laughs) Classic line. Well, you guys, sometimes gift giving isn't really the love fest that we imagine it will be. And there's something very unique about that disappointment you feel when you receive something that makes it clear that you and that gift giver are not on the same page. Sometimes that gift is a head scratcher and other times it's a heartbreaker. And sometimes it's just the wrong Thing. Because your parents or your grandparents or whoever are not cool like you, they don't know <laughs> that bell bottoms went out of style last year or that no, the little fox on the left side of your shirt is not the same oh. as the Izot <laughs> alligator. It's not be the, the JCPenney fox. Right. Or the parrot. I have the parrot or on the my parrot. eyes. You have right. the parrot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because your parents thought the thing you were asking for was not worthy. They think it won't work, it's a waste of money, or it's not safe. You'll put your eye out, right? You'll shoot your eye out. Whatever the reason, they thought they knew better than you. Yep. And sometimes it's because your mom works in the return department at Sears. (laughs) Yep. More on that later. Sad trombone here. (laughs) 
You may remember a story about me receiving the wrong Andy Gibb album when I was 10 years old. That was in one of our very first episodes ever. And if you'd like to hear that story again, stay tuned after the outro for a little bonus content. But in a nutshell, I was all psyched to get shadow dancing for Christmas, but the package I opened was not shadow dancing. It was an album I'd never seen before and I did not care about. My mom thought she was making me the happiest girl in the world, and instead, it was the world's biggest wah-wah. And then I felt bad, so rotten and ungrateful, because she was so excited to give it to me. It can get very complicated. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Jenny knows exactly what I'm talking about. Jenny is one of our followers on Instagram, and she said, My worst gift was actually a great gift, but it made me so sad. It was my Christmas for a bike. My banana seat bike was just too small, and I dreamed of a super stylish 10-speed with the curved handlebars that looked as cool as it looked uncomfortable. And my amazing parents knew that wasn't sensible. <laughs> you want one again. And got me a white old lady three-speed. She was oh. old lady in all caps. <laughs> it was terrible. I hated it. And it was too big. But they were so excited, and they had tried so hard, and I knew it was expensive, so I loved it. She puts that in quotation marks. She yeah. loved it. And she wrote it for years, always feeling a bit sad that they hadn't understood. But the first thing I bought as an adult was a 10-speed bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny, I feel you so <laughs> deeply. I had shared an almost identical story in one of our original episodes all about Christmas gifts. Same thing. I wanted that 10-speed, and under the tree was the free spirit. Sears, free speed. <laughs> or that Tracy Partridge-like tambourine I desperately wanted. But the one I got, it had that paper skin across it. You guys, I was so bummed that I actually took a pair of scissors <laughs> and cut the paper so my tambourine could look like Tracy's. Of course. <laughs> I know. That's all I wanted. You can't be Tracy with a tambourine-skinned tambourine. Yes, you can't. It has to be able to put your hand through it. That's right. That's right. right. The paper one, that was the baby one. That was the ones for babies. I know. Well, you guys, um, as you, as I've shared with you, things got a little complicated after my mom listened to that episode. Ouch. I know. She was really hurt when she heard me describe those gifts that missed the mark. And she actually sent me a text that read, Sorry, I missed the mark on so many Christmases. And then the little oh. emoji with a tear. Oh, oh God. Oh, Lillian, I'm sorry. No, you guys, my mom, she was truly hurt. And I felt just sick about it. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go on the record right now to say that my parents hit the bullseye far more times than they ever missed that mark. But somehow those missed moments can leave a mark on your heart. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because like what Jenny did, we pretended to love the gift, yet that underlying disappointment just stuck with us. Don't you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting cuz I think that one of the, like a word that that rings true for all of these stories is or two words. <laughs> well-intentioned. Like our parents are well-intentioned. We're all parents now. So we've done it too. Mm -hmm. Believe me, you try your hardest. We've given gifts that are off the mark too and are well-intentioned and that our kids are going to have memories of being disappointed about. All of us, and probably everybody listening, we got gifts that were awesome way more than we got gifts that weren't. But like with a lot of things, the ones that was like so common that you don't remember those things. 
The things you remember are like for me were the non-brand things we got. I was super lucky that we had a device to be able to watch movies in our own home. It was a video disc player, not a VHS. (laughs) So I was horrified and I was so embarrassed like when my friends would come over that like, they look like giant record albums, you know? And you couldn't get, like, you'd go to the record, you'd go to Blockbuster or wherever, you know, I don't even think, was there a Blockbuster in like 1981? Oh, no. No, 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 I think it was just like the they video store. They were mom store. and pop shops. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So you could go and maybe there was, you know, 400 VHSs to choose from and the video disc section had like 10. Do you guys know how many times I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at like age <laughs> oh, 11? God. Because it was one of the only ones that we could rent, but it was embarrassing. Or we had the non-Atari, you know, we had the Kali vision. Yeah. Super cool. Did I play Donkey Kong every day after school and enjoy it? Absolutely. But all I will ever remember is that it wasn't the Atari. But part of this is, is that moment when you realize that your parents are, are, they don't understand. It's the classic, you just don't understand. Your mom just doesn't understand that you need the tambourine that doesn't have the paper on it so that you can be just like Tracy, because this is really about being like Tracy. And maybe your mom doesn't She thinks it's about the tambourine. She thinks it's about playing music. And so it's that moment when you're like, oh, God, they don't get me. Well, what about with you, Kristen? Your mom thought it was the white boots. It didn't matter where the zipper went. But you you wanted white boots. But no, that's not true. And so it's about the details. And sometimes as children, we don't understand that we need to communicate the details. So when I throw a penny in the fountain at the mall in Chico and wish for white go-go boots that zip up the front, I failed to mention the zip up the front part. (laughs) Or maybe I did. And my mom was like, well, why do you care about the zipper? I got you. You got you got white go-go, go-go boots. boots. Yeah. Why does the why does the zipper matter? Oh, now and actually, if you think about it, how many conversations did you have with your parents where they said, "Why does fill in the blank matter? Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter." And like, yes, it has to zip up the front. Right. It has to be an alligator and not a fox. You don't have yes. to look like everyone else. And it's the listen, same. It's just a different animal. We all understand <laughs> that there are you know the Izod's were a lot more expensive, but as a kid, mm-hmm. sometimes you're not getting that. You know, no, now you as don't parents, understand we all get all that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a th- question though. What if the gift is from grandma? Now oh. that can get a little complicated because your poor sweet grandma, she has just no way of knowing what kids today like. She doesn't know who Mork is, <laughs> <laughs> but Kim, our listener, Kim, um, she wasn't worried about that. She commented on our Instagram post and it's clear that Kim had no complicated feelings. Kim took matters into her own hands. (laughs) Here is what she said. One of the worst gifts I received was from my grandmother, parentheses, not a nice woman. Way too much to unpack here. (laughs) The Christmas of my awkward seventh grade year, I opened, all caps, the ugliest hot pink capri pants with gold trim. (laughs) Emoji of the person covering their eyes, but kind of peeking like, yikes. I can't begin to tell you how bad these were. All I could picture was being made to wear these awful pants and the entire school looking at me and them. Luckily for me, she had a couch with a little skirty thing on the bottom. When the attention was turned to my brother, I shoved that box under there and made sure it hit the wall behind it. I never laid eyes on that box again. Pretty sure those horrible things were there till she died and they cleaned out her home. 
I think that's pretty brilliant, actually. she literally puts the laughing until you're crying emoji. Like, she's not even, she doesn't even have any guilty feelings about that. Kim's just like, hilarious. (laughs) Kim, we love you for that story. And those do sound like grandma pants. That sounds Mm -hmm. like something Kim's grandma may have thought were great, but not for a seventh grader grandma. That's what you wear to the church picnic, not to the school dance. (laughs) I just love the, just the stealthiness of Kim. So All the good. attentions on brother, and she just—I can just see her sort of like do 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 do, just like lifting the skirt up behind her and just pushing it with force. Yes, and not an ounce of guilt in any no, of that. No, no remorse. I would have probably felt a little guilty oh, doing that, but um, I just love Kim for that. That was so fun. Well, um, another listener, Mendy, shared her story when her parents also missed the mark, and she felt just like me. Mendy, were. I get you. I totally get you. She commented on our IG post, and she said, When I was in fifth grade, the pre-Cabbage Patch Kid Little People dolls were very popular at my school, and all I wanted for Christmas that year was one of the preemie dolls. I was snooping and noticed a box hidden behind the tree in a box perfectly sized for my preemie doll and with my name on it. I shook it, and I just knew that was what was in there. When I opened it up on Christmas morning, I was all prepared to scream in delight. But it was a stupid umbrella with the <laughs> wait, <laughs> mad wait, wait. face emoji. I'm just thinking of the shape of a box an umbrella would come in as compared to the shape of a box, a cabbage. Well, you know, the way they package those dolls. I could see it being a long kind of rectangle. I don't know. Yeah. Sure, it's yeah. a doll box. I and mean, was but what, kid, what kid wants an umbrella instead of a preemie? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Well, listen, well, then she goes on to say, the next year, all I wanted was a rabbit fur jacket. Mm. Big yuck on that now. But don't you guys remember that when those were the things? My sister had one. Yeah, my sister had one. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted one, but wah, wah. (laughs) Get one. (laughs) Okay. Once again, there was a perfectly sized box under the tree, and I got my hopes up again. This time, it was a stupid VIC-20 computer. What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. Okay. No, but I thought, wouldn't you be excited to get a computer? Well, what I, yes. And what I was going to say is this just goes back to the conversation we just had. It's not as much as like the right. gift we got instead was awful. It was what it was that we didn't get what we yeah. had our hopes on and what we wanted. Right. Not, I mean, a computer's a great gift, but it's not the rabbit for a jacket she wanted. This is very true. And she went on to say that same year, her best friend had put an add a bead necklace at the oh. top of her list. Oh, boy, did I love those add a beads. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one either, but I loved them. <laughs> And her friend did not get the Atabee necklace. She got a globe. I got a globe. I got a globe too. And I I remember getting my globe and I didn't what the fuck with the globe? I didn't dislike my globe, but I do remember being confused. Like what do I what do I do with what it? Do I do yeah, with there was it, yeah. those whole like educational gifts that our parent that well at least I got for Christmas. I remember I got a microscope once and oh. I got some kind of geology rock identification kit. Um and yeah, some kind of chemistry did you, set. Did you ask for that, Carolyn? No. See? Okay, that's the thing right there. They're trying to impose their values upon you. That's where our disappointment might come from. We want to have these smart children. (laughs) But I don't want this. I don't want to be a geologist. She blinded me with science. 
I'm sorry. These are things we just don't want because we are children. And I think parents have trouble putting themselves in their child's shoes. They see everything with adult eyes. I can, I'm speaking to us as well, not just our parents. Right. The perfect example of this is my poor dad when he was Aww, 11 years Gordy. old. I know, poor Gordy. This gift is legendary. It was so disappointing that he kept it and he re-gifted it to <laughs> Liam when he was 11 years old. <laughs> That's the with best. I love several this. explanatory notes attached. So first, I'm going to show it to you. It's packaged Ooh. in a cookie tin. Here's the cookie tin. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm so excited. And there's a, there's a note that says, not cookies. Yeah. So that's your first <laughs> disappointment. And then it says, disappointment warning. Open oh. with extreme caution if you have excitement expectations. On a scale of 1 to 10 for 11-year-old boy Christmas presents, what's in here rates a 1. Or maybe a negative one. Now open it, smile politely, and say thank you. But you don't have to say just what I've always wanted. Okay, so what's inside this box has caused my dad guilt and disappointment for 68 years. It was his only gift that year, and it was a... You guys, it's a Bible. It's a Bible. Oh, my Oh, that's the actual one he got. This is he it. Gave, re-gifted yeah. it. I love this. This is the, oh my goodness. And it says Gordon Edwin Nilsson, 69 Lamy Street, Gardner, Massachusetts. Yeah. So yeah, he re-gifted his most disappointing gift oh ever, the Holy Bible. But he re-gifted mm-hmm. it in a really fun and funny oh, way. Oh, he did. Chris, I love yeah, that. Totally. You know what? The apple didn't fall far from the tree with you. I see where you get oh. your <laughs> creativity. Gordy, that wins Christmas for me. I'm sorry. That was so clever. Isn't that funny? I agree. And I think, you know how a lot of people (laughs) have family Bibles? You know, that's a big deal Mm -hmm. in a lot of families. You guys do too, but yours has a really good story. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's true. He's like, with great ceremony, presented the Bible to him and we're like, this is going to suck. I'm just (laughs) warning you right now. Your Bible, your family Bible is like a white elephant gift. (laughs) (laughs) And he had such guilt over this because he was supposed to love the Bible. And he, he really did. He loved the Bible, but not as a present. Right. A Bible isn't fun. You can't yes. play with a Bible. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, my gosh. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Well, you guys, um, another one of our listeners, Erin, she left us a message with a gift gone wrong that turned out to be a huge theme in our comments section. Listen to this. Hey ladies, I wanted to leave you a message about the worst Christmas present I ever got. I must have been, I think first grade, it was 1980 or 1981. And I asked and asked and asked for the fresh and fancy cosmetic kit. It was in a huge rectangular shaped box. It had a pretty woman on the cover and there were a whole bunch of makeup products. And I think the goal was to mix your own eyeshadow colors and lip gloss and things. And I was dying to have it. And I was so sure I was going to get it because there was a large rectangular shaped box waiting for me. And it wasn't even waiting for me under the tree. It was wrapped in birthday paper because my birthday is on Christmas day. And so when I opened that box on Christmas Day, I got a light blue suitcase. And I still cannot figure out why my parents thought I wanted or would like to have a suitcase. 
because it's not as though we traveled much at all. I never got the fresh and fancy cosmetic kit, and I have no idea what happened to the suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys, we need to speak to this. We need to speak to suitcases as gifts. Mm -hmm. What What was up with that? Like, I mean, I get it. It's practical. It's an expensive item that you need, but to disguise it as a gift? I mean, unless there's a plane ticket inside. And we weren't going anywhere. No one was going anywhere. I mean, the only places that we went were like, we drove to my grandma's and I guess, you know, my mom would pack some things in a suitcase, but I didn't really care which one. For Aaron, especially, um, it's reminding me of um, Gordy's Bible that he got at age 11. You know, Aaron wanted a fresh and fancy cosmetic kit. Oh, the the while a suitcase is well in, a well intentioned gift, it's not a fresh and fancy cosmetic kit. Seriously, you want to pack Think the fresh that. and fancy cosmetic kit in the suitcase, right? In the little, <laughs> do you remember those little vanity yes. things of luggage that were like the yes. rectangle that was supposed to have all your? You put your makeup in there and your shampoo. A little train and, case. It was called so the train. Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. the train yeah. case. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah, I did it get a suitcase on your lap. I got um, a new set of luggage for graduation, Um, like college graduation, I believe it was. It might have been high school graduation. Did you want that? No, I didn't ask for it. My mom told me she was getting me luggage for graduation. I did get to go pick it out, and it was really pretty. Of course, I picked out very impractical luggage. It was all (laughs) tapestry. It looked like a tapestry. Like, it was all very floral or actually a tapestry. Yep. I got for graduation. This is is funny that you bring that up because – I didn't get luggage, but I did get a typewriter, and it was sort mm-hmm. of one. That's sort what of I got too. Typewriter slash word processor, mm-hmm. where it had a little window, and you saw like one line scrolling by at a time, but it still had a ribbon and everything. It was mm-hmm. very complicated, <laughs> and very practical. Very practical. Oh yeah. Um, but then my-, my brother got a stereo, and I was like, oh. you guys. You get him something fun, but you get me something practical? Why? I got the Magnavox video writer. It's a word processor, but look it up. And oh, people listening, I'm sure okay. I've posted okay. it before on Instagram and people remember. Same thing, Kristen. It's like a giant box. There's a little computer it's screen huge. with mm-hmm. the little blinking, you know, it's all yellow, the 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 cursor and <laughs> little everything. Little cursor thing. And then yeah. the printer was in the top. You would feed the paper in one at a time. Dot matrix. And so that it printed. Yeah, it printed it. So I had it at college and it was very helpful. I mean, my roommate used it. People down the hall used it. Uh, was, yeah, well, was I want to step back a little bit and um, defend Gordy and Linda, because mm-hmm. when you just said that they gave you this typewriter and your brother a stereo, perhaps it was because you or they foresaw that you were the writer of the family and <gasps> your brother was the musician. I mean, what mm. he would go on to do. Oh, Caroline, was, you nailed it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I love that theory. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's say this. Let's say it's kismet because I don't think they identified me as, well, my mom did. My mom was like, oh, have you seen Kristen's writing? And she'd want to tell everybody about it. I'm like, shut up, Linda. (laughs) God. Um, Yeah, and Eric was definitely going to be the musician. So that does make sense. But I would I don't like know. You know, like my narratives. I always just like to see the That's glass right. half full. Mm-hmm. She's half always full. looking at the glass half full. And so all so those gifts line up with who we became. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day, every day, every day I Well, I think sometimes, sadly, that dads are notorious for missing the mark in the gift giving department, especially yeah. when they're buying presents for mom. And this can get sticky because in a lot of families, Without mom, 
There's no Christmas. There is an exponential import to this. Dads should be honoring the person who's doing all the heavy lifting. And they often fall on their faces. It's Mom's like, fine, I'll go buy my own. I'll go buy my own gift. Here is a great example of how dad just sometimes trying to squeak in under the wire here because my dad saved all of his Christmas present buying for Christmas Eve. Yes, actually, I hear that over and over again. Yes, and we actually made it a tradition. So every Christmas Eve, my oh, sister that makes me so nervous, and I would guys. go with, I with my dad. And wait, what happened? Are you okay? I said, oh, that makes me so nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, I'm such be- a planner that like, I feel like I'm having a hard time breathing. I just imagine yes. this. Well, and you should, because let me tell you all, Christmas Eve, there's slim pickings in a lot of mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. And um, I think maybe my dad had a little guilt going on. So I would never forget, we'd go to the cosmetic counter and like, you know, my mom would have Chanel number no. five on there. And she'd have exactly what she wanted, like the amount of ounces and everything. And they would say, oh, we're all out of that now. But here, here's the like gift set. So it had like a little thing of the perfume, but then it had like the dusting powder and lotion and all those things. And I knew she probably would have used Dad's falling for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my dad Mm -hmm. fell for all of that. Yeah. And so there's... And when they, especially when they gave you like... The very specific list yes. with exactly what they want. And it felt like the clock was ticking and you're like, the deer foam slippers, the deer foam. I don't see deer foam slippers <laughs> yes. anywhere. And the store's closing and Christmas is in five minutes. <laughs> oh, welcome to my world. Yes. So the um, isotoner gloves. They have yes, to be isotoner, isotoner gloves. It can't you know, be a Sears I, brand. Uh, no. Oh. And the codependent daughter that I was, it was just like, I was almost, my stomach was already churning for Christmas morning when mom was going to open the thing and it wasn't the thing. And is she going to be disappointed? I know. Well, Mm -hmm. so let me tell you, there had to be some where she probably just came right out and said, Tom, what in the hell is this? Because I have this distinct (laughs) memory of um, being at, well, it was Eckerd Drug um, back in the day. I don't know. we don't have Eckerd anymore, but kind of like a Walgreens. And it was right near our house, but it was the last stop before we were home. And oh, you know, I think he felt like he still needed to get store? some <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, there's always those like at seen on TV aisles in the drugstores and the Walgreens. Yes. yes. Well, we made a beeline for that. And let me tell you, that's Slim Pickens too on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm sure everything seen is. on TV. But they did still have, they had a couple of rolls of... um Christmas printed toilet paper that oh was still God, available. No. no, Tom. Yeah, so we got a couple of those. Um, we got a chia pet. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> For your mom? Got the chia pet. I know. Oh my God. Is it the head with the hair? The little yes. like, hair growing out of the yes. head? Yes. yes Nobody yes. wants that. Nobody wants well, that. We did, but as kids, we did. We oh, wanted we chia pets as funny. kids. Yeah, but the daughter again. I'm like thinking, mom isn't going to be a fan of this, nor. Did I know how she would feel about that exercise thing that you put on the doorknob and it had like oh, the ropes like this? and you went like this? Like, yeah. would she think dad was saying she was fat? What was oh, what was happening? And then I, of mm. course, had to wrap everything. And I guess, again, because of, I guess I can go to therapy about this, but somehow <laughs> I felt partly responsible for these gift choices, even though I was only like eight and nine or oh. 10 years old. But the fact that I was along for the ride, because <laughs> I, I didn't just stop. You were say, complicit. Dad, dad. But you know what? Um, I never wanted to hurt my dad's feelings and tell him, like, maybe you should rethink this purchase. 
<laughs> I do think he was really, really trying. But I really am not still very sure about that toilet paper. Well, also with the toilet paper, that's something that would be fun to buy maybe at the beginning of December or the second. Exactly. But Christmas yeah. is over the next day. Like, why? that's when everybody... That's a lot of pooping. <laughs> I don't know. In 24 I hours I don't time. know, but I will never forget that. And I'm sure... In theory, if I really was objective and looked back, it was probably a gag gift and he thought it was funny or whatever. But whatever age I was at the time and knowing we were getting presents from mom, I don't know that I thought of it as a gag. I just thought like, oh, my gosh, she didn't get her Chanel number five exactly that she wanted. and Chanel number two. (laughs) I think um, this is the dads can go wrong sometimes for the same reason that the parents go wrong is that this can illuminate that dads doesn't really get mom. (laughs) Doesn't really get it. And my dad had a couple of clinkers clinkers. My dad had a couple of clunkers as well. Um, And one in particular that we still talk about today. And I thought it was an awesome gift. And Linda was like, Nope. And she sent him back out to get her a real gift. He thought mm-hmm. it would be really great for her to have a little mad money, for her to do whatever she wanted with. She could go out and buy whatever she wanted with no judgment from – there ha- doesn't have to be a discussion about, uh, you know, do we have enough money for mm-hmm. this? Should we put it on the credit card? Should mm-hmm. we write a check? You know, the the acrobatics that parents went through them. And so he went and he got $101 bills. And he put each $1 bill in an individual envelope and then he put it in a shoebox and then he put a brick in the shoebox. And then he wrapped it. <laughs> okay. I am loving Gordy's gift giving. Yes. That she takes some imagination. Did not like it. She did. It's a like lot it. of imagination. No, she did not. She was upset. She was very upset. And so from her point of view, she thought that it was not a thoughtful gift because he didn't think of a an actual gift. She thought it was a cop-out. Whereas I'm like, do you see the consternation he went through to get all the envelopes? He had to go to the bank and get all those $1 bills. How long did it take him to put the $1 bills into all of the envelopes? And then the cheeky part about the brick and the shoebox. He thought it was so funny. And he brought us along for the ride, my brother and I. So we were like, this is going to be so funny. Mm -mm. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Like if I could imagine if your family situation was that where, yes, if Lillian or Linda wanted um, a new lipstick or wanted a new pair of shoes, that might have to go through the family budget first, right? Like, okay, yeah. I don't know if we... So I see it as being just a really fun kind of frivolous gift. I bought you Freedom. I bought you... Yeah, just go get whatever you want when you want yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which well, is a big deal know. in those days. And it like goes today. back to what I was saying earlier. There, A lot of these gifts that missed the mark, you guys, were very well-intentioned. That's um, right. My stepfather got my mom a trash compactor for her birthday one year. <laughs> now, do you guys remember in the early 80s when trash compactors were all the rage? Like, that I was do. the cool oh, thing. Yes. And so he got a trash compactor for the kitchen. And she was horrified. It's a, basically a glorified trash can. Trash. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's something we put trash in. So that is kind of a <laughs> birthday present. But I thought right. it was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, my God, look how full the trash can is. And then I could push the button and be like, oh, my gosh, look at all that trash. It's so flat. <laughs> it's like an easy bake oven. It's so compact. I know. I, I mean, remember my, my um, aunt and uncle had one uh, because we would never have one. And I would always be amazed when we'd push it in there if there was glass in it or whatever, because you'd hear the glass like, oh, yeah. and I just thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. So we so. should have gotten trash compactors. 
Like our parents should have gotten <laughs> yes. the children trash compactors, clearly, because that's cool. Yeah. So my dad also had a thing about wrapping gifts. Like a lot of dads, wrapping was not his forte. Um, but instead of making his children do it, I mean, we did do it. But at a certain point, he got wise. And he just started putting everything in a Fleet Farm bag and then stapling the top. Oh, no, no. Yeah. You lost, Gordy. You just lost. <laughs> Dad, come I on. Know. Fleet Farm, it has to be. So and he thought he was like throwing everyone off the scent. If, it's, if everything's in a fleet farm bag, they'll be like, oh, no. And then it'll be Jantu, and it'll be very exciting. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Well, here's one gift that definitely falls into the bizarre category. This comes from a listener named Kristen who commented on our IG post again. She said, and you guys tell me if you remember this, my family received this bizarre yodeling spitting head. If you pulled the tie, it would spit water at you and sing. And my parents hung it up in our kitchen, and the people who gave it to us assumed we liked it so much that they bought us a Santa version for Christmas. <laughs> Apparently, uh-huh. there was a whole line of these ugly spitting heads. I recently found a vintage one and bought it for my brother for his birthday as a joke. They are so creepy. So, so creepy. Hard. So disturbing. Everybody has to Google it because when you see it, you'll mm. first you'll go, ah, and then you'll be like, I totally remember that. Well, I immediately could picture these when I read Kristen's mm-hmm. story. So I had to do a little bit, a little research. And they're called Peter Figurin Laughing Heads, L-A-F-F-U-N, Laughing Heads. And they were made in Austria by an artist named Peter Figurin in the late, or in the 60s and the 70s. And they're often just referred to as Laughing Heads by collectors. And yeah, Kristen and Kristen, you're right. Yeah, There's right. a lot of these bizarre heads. But Kristen, our Kristen, you just said to everybody, go Google it. Trigger warning to those Uh of you who Uh go and Google it, especially those of you who get creeped out by doll heads and clowns, and I'm raising my hand. Yep, me too. I may still be having nightmares for a week from the disturbing images I found. They could make a horror movie out of that head. They're wrinkly old men and women with the missing teeth and hair, and many. There, a lot of them are supposed to be like bums. A lot of them are very culturally inappropriate, by the way. Right <laughs> oh, now, oh yes, and mm-hmm. yes, there's a Santa. There's an actual clown one, so oh, that's double God, whammy. No. Yeah, but yeah, you pulled the string, their string, and they yodeled and rolled their eyes, and then they spit water at you and cackled for twenty seconds. Oh, and their tongue would like wave and like oh. stick in. It's gross. It's and you put it on your wall. I don't oh, understand yeah. why people. It's a huge this was collector a thing. Because here's what I love, though. I found when I Google this, the back of the box. Here's the tagline right from the back of the box. It says, "If you want to see me do my thing, pull my string." And I was like, "That's what. That's what they were like. Yes, that's the tagline." First of all, it doesn't even really rhyme. <laughs> But then, you guys, the funny thing is then there's the S Seen on TV logo over on the side. The same side. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that hasn't changed. TV. That means it hasn't changed for 55 years. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put pics of these on Instagram this week. So, listeners, you've all been warned. Maybe the heads um, were like, tread it was lightly almost on the like, Instagram feed this week. Like, did you ever do shrunken apple heads? Oh, my gosh. Did I was just going to talk school? about that. The Vincent yes. Price shrunken, shrunken heads. It was yes, a little kit. Yes. You could get it in the mm-hmm. 1975 wish book. Oh, <laughs> Apple's not included. You had to get an apple and it had to shrivel up. But it said apple's not included. Oh, that's great. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. homemade gifts. Mm, Did you guys mm -hmm, ever make mm -hmm. anything for your parents or grandparents like in school or brownies? I'm sure. There was a lot of macrame. 
a lot a lot of owls, a lot of macrame owls. Yes, mm-hmm. and I yes. I don't recall ever seeing the macrame hanging on the wall in my house. <laughs> oh, funny well. thing. And I remember even at the time, like looking around and thinking, I don't think this is my mom's jam. I'm looking at all the Americana and the antiques. I'm like, I don't think she digs my macrame owl. Oh, well, I remember making um, for Mother's Day this paper clip and contact paper necklace for my mom. So wait, you, wait, say it again. Paper clip, paper and clip, contact, contact paper. paper. So okay. there were all these little squares of contact paper cut up that we had to kind of peel off and then you wrapped them around the paper clip and then you linked all the paper clips together so it looked like a little design so <laughs> the contact paper was there and then you could like have these little strands kind of coming out of the bottom of it also with contact paper and paper clip oh my and i kind of thought it was really ugly myself but you know i gave it to my mom my mom wore that thing. I cannot tell you how oh many my times. Gosh. I know. And I don't think it was just to be nice. Either. You oh, think she liked it? I mean, she didn't have to. I mean, she kind of had to wear it maybe on Mother's Day. I remember wearing she wore it to church. But otherwise, I'm thinking, really? You think it like goes with that outfit or something? It's a I don't know. Clip. Just goes to show you when you think you gave you give a bad gift and somebody <laughs> ends up loving it. Isn't that funny? Like, and I know I shared this story with you guys before, but I want to remind our listeners, um, in brownies, I made for Christmas for my dad, soap on a rope. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I remember so distinctly him opening it, and then he tried to put it over his head, and it wouldn't fit over his head. (laughs) And I was convinced that soap on a rope, you had to wear over your head and around your neck so you didn't (laughs) drop it in the shower. And I was 56 years old. When I found out that no, <laughs> it actually goes on the shower head, so it doesn't sit in the yeah, soap dish. But yeah. that's not at all. So it can only I, reach your armpits. It's the only place it can reach. No, you guys. This is a really long rope. I had soap on the rope guilt for I can't tell you how long. I was like, they didn't tell us to measure. I should have known my dad's oh, no. head was bigger. <laughs> I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, it it haunted me for so long. But now, All because okay. he tried to put over his head and it didn't fit. You were like, right. oh, dang. But wait, so then did your dad also think it was supposed to go on his head? Or did you say, dad, he might have. Over, he never head. said otherwise. But that's all I remember was that it didn't fit over his head. And so it did hang in their shower. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, but I felt so guilty. Like, oh my gosh, I messed up. You know, I don't like messing yeah. up. But here is what is amazing, you guys. Um a few years ago, we were emptying, emptying my dad's dresser after he had passed, and we found the soap <gasps> on a rope. Is that in his drawer? Is that the soap up. on a rope? That's the soap on a rope. That you made. It up, it's scary that it still exists. I was about to say, but you said it was in their shower, so they used it. So, wow, that's some industrial soap if it's not yeah, even used Yeah, I think up. I remember it being with ivory, like, like detergent flakes or something, and then we, like, put it in some kind of kettle. And, oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so it. 70s. We put it in a kettle? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this gift that I thought I had ma- massively screwed wow. up, that sat in my dad's... Wait. Dresser. I was about to say, and that she's trying to put it over her head? head right now. Yeah, you guys, she's trying to put it over her head, but it looks pretty big. I mean, how big was your dad's head? Well, maybe what it actually got over his head, but it was like a choker. Yeah. <laughs> you can just wash his neck. That's all you can do is wash your <laughs> neck. neck. At the bottom of my chin. So um, Carolyn, 
can what we um, think. You please yeah. take a picture of that. And oh, um, listeners, we're going to put that in our Instagram stories this can week. For those of you it? who have listened, you're going to get to see this picture of you the guys, soap I was on a just, How special. I could not believe that he kept it. And here all along, I, I was thinking either. it was one it's of the worst so... gifts I probably ever gave. And he had it. Especially because well, yeah. it's a consumable. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. He probably thought it made his underwear smell good or something, but it does. <laughs> hey, that's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift. Soap on a rope session. Yes. Well, speaking right. of Speaking of homemade gifts, Beth shared with us on Facebook that she got, you guys know that crocheted doll skirt that covers the roll of toilet paper? Oh, yes. And it has the actual plastic doll body on top. And Beth said, I was more or less past the doll stage of life. If I'd have been younger, I would have cried. <laughs> And you stick the legs down in the tube, right? The no, doll it just has the doll the body. No, oh, it goes just upper half. Oh, maybe. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe, yeah, maybe there were doll feet that went sticking down into the tube. It's like the toilet paper has an afghan over it. Right. Yeah, so you put yeah. it like on the back of your toilet, and it looks mm-hmm. like a little doll, but that's your extra roll of toilet paper. But anyway, Beth Sneaky. got that actually as a gift. And she's, <laughs> when she says, I was more or less past the doll stage of life, she didn't say how old she was, but I'm going to assume maybe Beth is like 12, 13 when yeah, she gets that. Old. And so she's old enough to say thank you probably. But like she said, if I'd have been younger, I would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Especially if there are no legs. If there are no legs, yeah. then you can't even play with it. Like, here's my paraplegic room. Do you guys <laughs> remember? I wanted to ask you before we wrap um, this up in a little bit. Do you guys remember going to the little Santa's Workshop gift stores in school? Did your schools have that? Now that you say that, I think we did. And you could bring like a doll, you know, yeah, you could bring yeah. a little money. It, everything was probably yes. less than a few dollars. You could take in money and each class had a little shopping day and all the gifts were displayed on tables. It was like in the gym or the cafeteria and they were grouped by dollar amount. But I honestly don't think anything was over maybe $3 tops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I got my family gifts from that little school Santa shop. And I'm sure they were all just little crappy trinkets. I can't remember any of the gifts that I got to give. But what I can remember very specifically is that little cat gum saver I got from myself that grosses you guys out, but that still sits on my desk to this day. It's free of gum. Don't worry. Has some dried gum that I've never been able, not gum, but like little pieces. And I know a lot of our listeners remember the gum gum savers because when I post it on Instagram, everybody's very split and some people collect them. But I must have gotten that. It's a little ceramic cat. It's so cute. It says gum saver. And so it's from your Santa's workshop at school. Yeah. So what I'm assuming happened is maybe I was given $3 to go in and shop for the family. And I must have had, you know, 50 cents left over or something. And I was like, well, (laughs) that gum saver's coming home with me. (laughs) And I still have it to this day. So you didn't get the gum saver from anybody, like your sister. I bought it for myself. Yeah. You bought it for Mm -hmm. yourself. Yep. Okay. Self love. Mm -hmm. Even put put that in your stocking. Yep. That's funny. (laughs) Did you guys ever get um, a gift that the gift giver really wanted for themselves? This is really common, actually. Oh, like I'm, you, I can't remember specifically, but I feel like I can remember that feeling of having mm-hmm. to give something that I wanted to keep and maybe having to have a talk from my mom of, no, Michelle, you have to give that to your sister. Because I, I have a, like a, a sibling weird feeling around sure. this whole yeah. subject. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or well, you I open actually, the gift from your sister and it's like not your style at all, but it's totally your sister's style. And, you know, she just wants to borrow it. She's like, I'll take it. Fine. I'll mm-hmm, take it. Right. Well, um, I actually do have a story, but I promised Andy that I wouldn't share it. So oh, oh, what? <laughs> what? Why? I, I, 
Is because somebody's still feel, alive? I think he somebody's felt bad. Somebody's still alive. Yeah. Somebody's still so, alive. We'll uh, share that one later. Andy will well, respect you, mm-hmm. but you're telling it to us next time we're all together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sometimes it's quite obvious. Well, for Christmas in 1982, my brother bought me the cassette tape of Prince's 1999, which I did want. I did want that, but so did he. So he was just going to kill two birds with one stone. Buy your sister a gift and then you can borrow it, right? He wanted it so badly that he couldn't wait. And he actually unwrapped my Christmas gift. He took off the plastic and everything. Yes. So he could listen to it before he even gave it to me. Not the same. Yes. But if you've listened to the album 1999, you know that the first song on side one, which is the song 1999, doesn't sound anything like what you heard on the radio. It opens with a voice that sounds like playing the record backwards, which everyone knows is the devil. Oh, right. right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. And, and the voice is saying, don't worry, I won't hurt you. And Eric is like, I should not have done that. Oh, oh my God. He was terrified. And he thought, oh, shit, the devil caught me opening my sister's oh, Christmas Oh, my gosh. And now I'm going to hell. I love it. He was so scared. How and I didn't he? know this for years. Well, let's see. 19. So he would have been like 11. 11. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's 12. perfect. Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. I think that brings us to what is the pinnacle of our gifts gone wrong stories. And I saved the best for last. There was a contest to see who had the worst Christmas gift. This one is definitely winning. This comes from my friend Barb. And we've been laughing about this story for years. I don't know if anyone can top this. So she says, Barb says, that when she was little, her mom gave wonderful gifts. But for some reason, in her teen years, that came to a screeching halt. And her mom would tell anyone who was listening that Barb and her brother were like, they're just too hard to buy for. They're just too hard to buy for. And in ways that became very obvious, she became a champion of the re-gift. So I also have to add that Barb is one of those poor, unfortunate souls and then she says, I mean, lucky souls, um, who was born on Christmas Day. So the d- disappointment that was to come is not just ruining Christmas. It's also ruining her birthday. So the first Christmas after her grandma Bun died, grandma Bun, isn't that cute? I love that. It was very sad. So they were very sad after grandma Bun died. And Barb says that grandma Bun was a chain smoking, Miller Lite, tomato juice drinking, card playing, working woman. And they were all really prepared for that holiday to feel different. It was going to be tough for them. And on Christmas morning, Barb picks up a gift that she knew was clothing. She could, she was feeling it and squeezing it. She could tell it was clothing because it was soft. And she says, I ripped open the package and it was a flannel nightie. Not just any flannel nightie, mind you. It was indeed the flannel nightgown of my recently deceased grandmother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she looked at her mom. And her mom's response was, that nightie is almost brand new. (laughs) There are so many sleeps left in that nightie. (laughs) Not like, this is an heirloom. This was Grandma Bun's favorite. I know she would want you to have it. It's almost brand new. close to your heart. 
No, it's no. like this is a good nighty. I'm yeah. just imagining it smells like cigarette smoke. Oh, <laughs> and Miller Lite. Yeah. yeah. And oh she says, my dead grandma's used flannel nighty. Worst <laughs> gift I ever got, hands down. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I hope she didn't die in it. That's what who I thought knows? she was going to say. Who That's knows? what I thought, Kristen, where, where she was yeah, going with that. Yeah, who knows? That's we right. don't know. Where was Grandma Bun and what was she wearing when she died? We have no idea. And I'm sure Barb's mom would be like, I washed it. Exactly. God. <laughs> right. Oh, Barb, Barb, you win. I am sorry. Yeah. I am sorry sorry. for that trauma. (laughs) So bad. I think we all need to chip in and get her a new flannel nightgown. Like, still in the wrapper. (laughs) That would be awesome. Nobody's grandma wore this ever. (laughs) It's a fresh nighty just for you, Barb. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. So, just to be clear, in this episode, we're not trying to showcase people's ungrateful hearts. We know that all of these gifts were given out of love. Well, I'm not sure about the devil on 1999, but whatever. And we also know, we also know that sometimes we got what we got because our parents were being practical. Maybe because there wasn't a lot of extra money lying around. And that can also lead to some complicated feelings. But then you hear about Bibles and umbrellas and the sleepwear of dead people, and you just have to stop and go, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's okay to own those feelings. We're just trying to validate all of you who have ever found yourself grappling with the sticky, complicated, disappointing, and often confusing conundrum of a very awkward gift opening situation. We see you, and you are not alone. Thank you for listening today. And in honor of my brother's Christmas gift to me in 1982, let's play ourselves out with a little 1999. Merry Christmas, Eric. Don't worry. The devil hasn't caught up with me yet. (laughs) Remember to stay tuned for Kristen's reading of Winning Christmas, her essay about the tragedy of receiving the wrong Andy Gibb album for Christmas. And you guys, it is so good. You need to listen. We'll also include a video of that reading in our newsletter this week. So if you're not signed up for our weekly reader, it's free and it's easy. Just visit our website at poppreservationists.com, tap on our link in bio on Instagram, or check out the show notes for this episode. And while we thank everyone for their listening and sharing, we are literally indebted to our supporters on Patreon, who are the gas in our engine, the electricity in our Tesla, and the running feet in our Flintstones car. Today, we are giving a shout out and a humongous thank you high five to patrons Cheryl, Mel, Leslie, Karen, Lydia, Stephanie, and Joanne. And we just want to take this opportunity to wish all of you wonderful listeners a very happy and safe new year. And we'd like to remind you that next week is a very big milestone for the PCPS, Mm -hmm. for all of us, the three of us and all of you listening out there, because next week we were going to be releasing our 100th episode. It's going to be full of best of moments, bloopers, all those times we sing, we sang and cry. Singing, crying. It's going to be full of your favorite moments as Mm -hmm. well as our favorite moments. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of the gang on Three's Company. To good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. 
The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this dramatic reading of my tribute to both Andy Gibb and motherhood in my essay, Winning Christmas. Thank you so much for sticking around until the very, very end of this episode for this bonus material. In December of 2019, I performed a reading for a live audience at an event called Listen to Your Mother, which is a national storytelling show featuring local writers and their essays about motherhood. My essay, called Winning Christmas, was about a very special Christmas gift that I got, or more accurately, did not get, from my mom in 1978. We're supposed to say that Christmas is not about presents. We all know that, right? We're supposed to be like Linus and push peace on earth and goodwill toward men. But let's be honest, when you were 10, you just could not stop thinking about presents. And I think that's okay to admit because we were children and we love to get stuff. And that's not our fault. That's the fault of the people buying us all the stuff. And sometimes that stuff was really important to us. And when you, when you didn't get what you wished for, it could be devastating. Again, because we were children. So let's put aside Linus's piece on earth for just a moment and go back in time to see what that is all about. So I'm going to read this essay for you. Actually, I'll read the first part for you, and then you'll get to see the actual live recording kick in. This is Winning Christmas. All I wanted for Christmas in 1978 was Andy Gibb. I wanted the sweet, sweet vibe coming off that poster the one with the red satin shirt, his arms open wide, beckoning to me, calling out, come on, girl, let's do this. The one my grandma saw and said, he sure likes his chest hair. Yes, grandma, he does. And so do I. I had recently graduated from the sweet innocence of Sean Cassidy's smooth chest to Andy's more openly sexual chest area, often shirtless, but still jacketed as if he was on his way out the door, naked from the waist up, and said, Oh, it looks chilly out there. I'd better grab a jacket. So you can see why I'd be so desperate to find Andy Gibb under the tree, hopefully in the form of shadow dancing, his chart-topping smash album with the biggest song of the whole year on it, conveniently called Shadow Dancing, a term I assumed had something to do with getting married. The cover of Shadow Dancing was just like the poster. Red satin shirt, chest hair, come on girl, let's do this. Get married, that is, right? And on Christmas morning, I saw a flat 12 by 12 square wrapped under the tree with my name on it. Oh, please God, I said to myself, please don't let it be a calendar. I held it in my hands and my mom looked at me smiling like she knew my mind was going to be blown. This 12 by 12 square was going to make all my dreams come true, and she had made it happen. She was going to win Christmas. I ripped off the paper and stared at it and said, What the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this before. 
anymore. It said Andy Gibb on the cover, but this was not my Andy Gibb. This guy was in black and white, no red satin shirt. And he had a weird punk rock haircut that looked more like the Kinks than the Bee Gees. Where was his soft feather hair? You could barely even see his chest hair. This was not shadow dancing. It was Flowing Rivers, Andy Gibb's first album, which came out before I even knew that he existed, a lifetime ago, like six months or more. <laughs> Flowing Rivers sounds like a Florence Welk album. Not something from a teenage heartthrob with dark curly chest hair popping out of his jacket. <laughs> I'm sure I asked my mom for the Andy Gibb album. How would she know there was more than one? She probably went to the record department at Dayton's and flipped through the G's until she saw Andy Gibb. It's possible that every last copy of Shadow Dancing was sold out that day and this was all that was left. But how could she know that? I was confused, holding flowing rivers in my hands while my whole family watched and waited for me to explode. <laughs> I saw no other 12 by 12 presents under the tree. This was it. There would be no shadow dancing that Christmas. But I did my very best to kindly and politely look at my mom and whisper an awkward thank you. It was a sad moment, actually, but not just because of Andy Gibb. I was sad that I could ruin a happy moment for my mom, the moment she had honestly and lovingly tried to make my Christmas dreams come true. Even as a child, I felt how important it was for parents to make their children happy on Christmas morning, and I sensed that growing up was making that a little more difficult. As they get older, the things that are most important to our children are often the things that are unspoken. The deepest desire, the unrealistic dream, the awkward fascination, the search for identity. When you're a prepubescent girl contemplating marriage to a rock star, most of that goes unsaid. <laughs> apartment in our bathrobes. <laughs> Should she break the news that 20-year-olds can't marry 10-year-olds? Or a little smile and say, fingers crossed. <laughs> we can't know everything in their developing minds, and that makes finding that life-changing gift trickier as they grow up. No, Christmas is not about presents. But don't pretend that you don't live for that moment when you surprise your child with the perfect gift. Twenty-five years later, I'm a grown-ass married lady, <laughs> spending Christmas at my parents' house, and the gift waiting for me under the tree is a flat six-by-six six square. It's either a CD or a desk calendar. <laughs> and truthfully, I'd be fine with a desk calendar. <laughs> but when I open it, I see the red satin shirt, <laughs> the chest hair, the arms outstretched. <laughs> yes, it's shadow dancing. And for a quick moment, I get that thrill again of hoping we'll get married. Even though I'm 35 and he's dead, and my actual husband is sitting right next to me on the couch. <laughs> the edges of their seats, a little unsure, but looking like they fully expect to pop up and start high-fiving each other. <laughs> because it is never too late. 
to win the whole damn holiday. <laughs>